everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Switch Mania Playcast. This one's a little bit different due to everyone. We're so busy working on Switch 3 and pushing up Switch 2, and we have so much to share and show you soon. Uh, but until then, we're going to do an episode with a little bit of segments. So this is actually for, and I'm sure Jeff has already done it, episode 98. And of course, this is Barry. But I'm not alone today. We have a very special guest from the Premium Edition Games team. We have Frank the Tank. Hey, what's up, guys? Happy to be back. I can't believe 98. Wow. Uh, like, 98. that is, that's wild. Congratulations. Almost on that big 100. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane that we're getting to that point, and we've already told JP he actually has to make that episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, it's been a, a few weeks. Uh, the last one was uh, early September, September 6th, and uh, we were doing Super Nintendo uh, September is what we're doing. So we're working with the Nintendo Switch Super Nintendo app, and we've been playing some games, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So hopefully you guys have been uh, playing some Super Nintendo games as well. Uh, and Frank, since you're, you're the guest here, why don't you first and talk about what games you've been playing Super Nintendo-wise and uh, maybe a little show you've been working with. I have been... Actually, I've been probably played three of the best games on the Super Nintendo over the past few months. Um, I did... We did Earthbound, and then we did Chrono Trigger, and just last night we started um, Super Mario RPG... Uh, we do a little weekly show called the Super RPG Friends, where we get together with a rotating cast to celebrate pretty much some of the best games of all time. And man, you know, I haven't really had the time to go back and do like full playthroughs of these some of these games like in ages. And it, it's it's amazing how much those games still hold up, even among some of like the newer titans and stuff like that. And honestly, something that. I'm dreading on the show. Man, a nice 20-hour bite-sized RPG is such a nice length. Like, I'm on hour 50 of Tales of Arise and, like, get it over with. And then I'm probably going to end up playing something else with, like, 100 hours. But the, the Super Nintendo RPGs, like, they're the most perfectly bite-sized RPGs. Because even in PS1, they started to get a little bit longer and stuff like that. And I think doing the show and playing some of these games has really given me a lot more appreciation for their ability to tell this story, this big story with all of these interesting characters and beautiful graphics and lore, and then still fit it into this very digestible size. Yeah, I, I hear that. Um, there's definitely, you know, I, I think as we all get older, <clears throat> we have less and less time. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, Tales of Arise is a, is a beast of a game and a fantastic fantastic game and yeah um, I'm, I'm definitely loving it I, I feel like the the last quarter of the game gets a little draggy but like i'm still having a great time with it the combat is in my opinion the best the series has to offer like tales of arise definitely is is in my top three of the tales games for sure like it's very good it's up there for me too yeah the, the theme song's still stuck in my head even after oh, heck yeah. it. Okay, <laughs> finish so it okay so then you know what i'm talking about with exactly the game starts to be like hey do these backtracks for no reason or hey we need to repeat the same thing to you three times to make sure you understand i'm just like please just let I me play the game i didn't have a lot of that i had uh you know there's backtracks for quest if you want to do the quest for sure um and i did that I like i i like that it showed you the little envelopes like on the, the fast travel scene yeah that makes doing the questies i guess i, I more mean when they turn off fast travel oh yeah they want you to retread like a whole dungeon or area again just so Once. you could get a cut scene right before 
the closest yeah, fast that, travel, and I'm just like, this is unnecessary. Like, but, but you like, know, fast travel. Yeah, exactly. It was it, uh, like I said, it's it's a very small complaint about a very good experience. What I good. That. You know, it's interesting too with with Super Nintendo. You know, this, I never even thought about the length of those RPGs, and I think I, you know, you said like twenty twenty hours, and probably now going through, I'd probably do it in twenty hours. But a lot of those RPGs took me longer as a kid. Oh yeah, um, just because you know, first off, we didn't have the knowledge of where to go. Mm-hmm. And second off, you know, without the internet or anything like that, so a lot of it was just trial and error exploration, um, mm-hmm. and that was fun. I mean, if you if you spent all afternoon, you know, after school. And you made progress one one little area, like you found one hidden thing or you discovered where to go. Like that was a huge accomplishment. Like even if mm-hmm. you spent three to four hours on it, you felt like you just climbed Mount Everest. And I love yeah. that feeling. Like that is so so cool. And those are some great games. I, I hope you hit Final Fantasy four and six next. Oh, definitely. That's <laughs> we'll, we'll, um, I'll do a little. Uh, we're actually we're doing Genesis next. So shh, don't tell anyone except for all the people listening. But we're you doing Genesis next. You can't you can't get off Super Nintendo without doing at least six. I mean, come on. We can't we can't stay there. We're, we're doing we're doing we primarily we want to do a couple games, move to a different generation. But obviously, we're going to circle back around. Um, picking three Super Nintendo RPGs was something that probably took us like a good month of discussion. (laughs) (laughs) We were actually originally going to try to do a weird one for the third game, but we decided that the, for the, since the show is still a little bit early, we should probably do one that has a, we were going to do the original Shin Megami Tensai, which I've never played. And my co-host Nick is an expert at, and we'll do that eventually. But like it it was, once it became time to, we were like, well then, okay, so what are we going to do for the third one instead the list was huge, and Final Fantasy VI is one of my favorite games as well, so it was hard to kind of be like, you know what, let's save this one for when the audience is bigger. I think that was one of the thought processes behind doing that. You know, we we did two absolute bangers with Earthbound and Chrono Trigger, and of course, Super Mario RPG. Say, Mario RPG is a banger. Oh, it's one of my favorites, but like, I guess in terms of like the uh, the, the social media zeitgeist, because there's so many other Mario RPGs and stuff like that, that it's a little bit, I would say it's like a rung lower than those two in terms of like notoriety among the general public. Uh, I don't know. I think that's a, that's a really interesting uh, idea. And I'd really be curious to know if that's true. I mean, obviously Mario is a far bigger franchise, but I also wonder, you know, growing up, we all knew Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a big thing. <clears throat> it was the last Square Soft game for Nintendo for a long time. But I wonder how many kids now yeah. even know about Mario RPG. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, m- you know, they probably saw the costume in Smash for Gino and go, "Who? Who? What?" You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so I think like Paper Mario has a little bit more of like a footprint oh, on yeah. like the the. The internet, as if you bring in all the groups that are interested in something, like I think it, when people say like a Mario RPG game, their minds go to either Paper Mario or Mario and Luigi as a series, just because those are such a those both have so many more entries than yeah. that beautiful one off of Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Like such a beautiful little like uh, it's it's one of those things. It's such a cool thing that it even happened, you know, like. And it also, you know, makes you think what could have been had Square never left oh, Nintendo. God, I mean, remember Paper Mario was originally Super Mario RPG too. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so uh, yeah. Also, you know, Paper Mario just had an entry last year, so it's uh, it's definitely fresher in in people's minds. And mm-hmm. so I, I agree with that. Um, all great games. Uh, I recommend anyone playing those games or play to play those games if you haven't. Uh, for sure, great RPGs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did a little different <clears throat> with mine. I didn't go the RPG route because I'm I'm doing you know I did the Tales of Arise and I already have big games. I did I wanted to get into a, a bite sized game, even though it was a game that I played. I loved still one of my favorite Super Nintendo games of all time, and and it took me a lot longer as a kid, and still grueling hard. I don't even know how I beat it without the the rewind and the save state feature because I absolutely abused it this time, uh, and that is Demon's Crest. Oh. Demon's Crest is one of those games that I never played Demon's Crest until I worked in a game store and a $200 copy of the game came in. And my coworker was like, Frank, you love Capcom. You love exploration based action platforming. I know it sounds weird that I'm telling you to spend $200 on a whim, but do it. Buy this game and play it. And I fucking did. And oh, my God, what a game. I I it is Capcom at their absolute finest of that, that era. It is such a solid game, and I can't believe that it's more a game that's, like, spoken of in, like, whispers on the internet. Like, it is so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Demon's Crest is one of those games that when, I, I got it when it came out, so I saw my mm-hmm. original copy. And the reason I got it is because when I originally got my Game Boy and I played Ghouls and Ghosts and stuff, but I was never really a huge fan of, of that. Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was always too difficult. and It's still yeah. very difficult. But when I originally got my Game Boy, as a kid, I actually traded some baseball cards for it with another kid um, mm-hmm. because that was our currency back then. Of course. And and I got the Game Boy and I got four games specifically. I got Tetris, of course. I got Mario Land. I got Go-Go Tank, which is another game no one ever talks about. And I got Gargoyle's Quest. Mm-hmm. And when you're a kid and those are the only games you have, you play the hell out of them. And yeah, Tetris, like nonstop. You, know, you, can, you only play so much before it's like, all right, I've seen Tetris. I need to move on. Mario Land is you can sit down, you can beat it <laughs> quickly. Go Go Tank was a puzzler. Uh, I found it a little challenging, but Gargoyle's Quest beat the crap out of me, and I was like, oh my god, this game is brutal and hard. But it's all I have, so I'm going to figure it out, and I did, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And when I found out there was a sequel uh, on the, the NES. I got that and, you know, and I played that and I loved it and I loved the improvements. So then when Demon's Crest came out, a lot of people don't even realize it's technically like Gargoyle's Quest 3. It is. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, my God, there's a Super Nintendo version now. And I, I bought that and I loved it. And it took me forever to find everything, and it's it's a it really is a Metroidvania, and it's a cryptic yeah. Metroidvania. It's very, very, even like the little things, like just go to a random spot on the map and press a button, and then suddenly there's like a level. I was very surprised as I was playing it, just how in depth it was willing to go with where it was hiding things and what kinds of rewards it was giving you. Yeah, and it's short. I mean, it's there's really only seven levels. But each level has multiple different areas you can go to after you get these different powers. Yeah. And if you rush through, you're going to go one levels 1, 2, 3, and 4 because there's an overworld map with the mode 7. And then you're going to go, oh, the next area, there's no 5 over it, but that must be the next area. You go there, the final boss is there, you beat them, and you get the bad ending of the game. And you're like, wait, yeah. what? 
Wait, that was the whole game? Uh, and no, what you have to do is you have to go back and explore and find all the crests and find all the things. And it opens up the fifth and the sixth level. And then mm. when you go to that, that, that final boss, it's no longer just a final boss fight. It's actually a seventh level uh, with more hidden things. And, there's, and it's, it's Mega Man X-style Capcom with hidden heart containers. And yeah, man. And certain things like there's a and this they use this I believe in Mega Man Seven where there's like a tree and it's you know you you can't do anything it's just a tree but after you beat another level and you get firepower you come back you the fire mm-hmm. would actually already ravage that area yeah, and now all the, the flame sword on Slashman's level and, and boom there's an item where the tree was and it's like this is so cool I love this and it's such an underappreciated under talked about game and I, it, I was ecstatic to see it in the launch lineup for the Super Nintendo Online. And like you said, the the cart is expensive. It is a very expensive mm-hmm. physical cart to get. Um, as a collector, I'm happy I have my copy. Um, and it's since it's my personal copy, it is more valuable to me. But if you don't want to spend two hundred plus dollars in a cart, I don't blame you, especially yeah, when it's there. And it is tough. That final boss, that final boss kicked my butt so many times because it's one of those final bosses with a very tiny hitbox. Mm-hmm. It's a huge boss with a tiny hitbox that it constantly protects itself with, and it's very annoying. It's from that era where, like, we're talking like, like X three Sigma yeah. levels yeah. of small. Yeah, like I said, Capcom at their finest, right? <laughs> it's that there too. It is like that <laughs> annoying, but you know, with the save state, I was able to to eventually beat it. Um, there are other cool things. There's different potions you can get, and there's different scrolls and magic you can use, and there's a lot of fun. Uh, activities. The only thing, the only negative I will say about it is the final crest in the game is only obtainable if you start the game using a special password. And I think that is, that is Is, really dumb. Do you get the password when you beat, when you get the bad ending? Is that how it works? I don't even know how people found the password, but that, that item is permanently grayed out on your, your field because technically you get it at the end of the game. You get the crest. I think it's crest of heaven. And, uh, and that's it. You ha- you have all the crests. You win the game. But if you use a password, you get it, and that unlocks the ultimate ultimate power. Like y- y- I mean, it's e- almost easy mode in a sense because you can do everything. You can swim. You can fly. You can climb. You can break. You can do whatever. Oh my god, want. this boss is fucking ridiculous with the blood rain. What the yeah. hell? Oh my god, I was looking up. I had to look up the last boss, and like, yeah, this is like nearing bullet hell. Like, wow. And it's, and it, you can only hit it in the face, and he's mm-hmm. constantly blocking his face. And it's it's like oh my god, and you're constantly over lava, so you you have to get in these platforms that are constantly being destroyed, and uh, yeah, it is a really tough uh, final boss for sure. And that's again, that's Capcom at its finest. But yeah. it's absolutely something I recommend. And if you haven't done it, you like Metroidvanias, give this a shot. Um, easily accessible with the SNES Online, uh, because we did it. It was a couple of weeks ago. I did do a second game that I'll talk about briefly, uh, which was Mario's Picross. And uh, that game never came out in America at that time. I mean, it came out in Game Boy, but the Super Nintendo version didn't. And I wasn't a real fan of Picross until the Pokemon Picross, which was free. And I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. And I found out I loved Picross. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I went to do this. And it was interesting to see what what could have come out in the Super Nintendo back then. And it's weird seeing Mario and Luigi and all that, like Wario to talk to me in, in Japanese. Uh, and the game is in Japanese. But the it's easy enough to play across without... Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's fun. Uh, there are some some things I'm not totally a fan of. Uh, one one thing is, in uh, like newer Pacross games, when you 
figure out all the, the, the spots on a row, it will gray out the row and it'll let you know like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it doesn't. So I'm constantly like, oh, is there still something I have to like double check? And, mm-hmm. and when you're, when you're dealing with like time and all that, like, I feel like that just detracts from the puzzle. It's nice to know like this row is done. I don't need to worry about this row anymore. Uh, and also if you push the wrong button and you make a mistake, you are heavily penalized. Uh, and that happened to me several times where I'm like, oh, I want to mark this as a bad thing. I want to mark it as an X. And, oh, I just tried to break it. And now it's penalizing me. Like, no, I hit the wrong button. You know? And that's just the controller, you know, like just getting used to. I'm still getting used to the controls. But fun. If you enjoy Picross, this is absolutely a great way to, to play it. Uh, we included in your online uh, pass. So you don't really have to spend much. However, it is not the best Picross game. But that's understandable because it was in the nineties and they've, they've since, you know, made them better, but there's cute yeah. little animations and some of the puzzles and stuff. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what we did. Uh, or at least what I did for, for super Nintendo September. So I don't know where else I'm, I'm going, uh, you know, with the next game, but, uh, there's just so many great games and talk about RPGs the breath of fire one and two are on there, which I'd love to do, but those are, those are time sinks in themselves. Yeah. Honestly, Breath of Fire 1 aged not the greatest, and then the GBA version of Breath of Fire 2 is so much better than the Super Nintendo one. So it's one of those ones that it's like, uh, I'm, and I'm a huge Breath of Fire guy, um, but like even those ones sometimes, I'm just like, there's other places where I'd play them. <laughs> like, It's been a long time since I've done a Breath of Fire 1 Place tried to do that full game again, but I remember the last time it was one of those where it's just like, like yeah, this is definitely an early RPG. Like, yeah, two is like early two thousands, like two thousand one, and mm-hmm. uh, and I had a blast. <laughs> I still love <laughs> Fire games. Yeah, Breath of Fire two especially holds up really well. I think. Oh yeah, great games. Uh, but but let's move on briefly here. We, we talked about our games we were playing. But there was a little something that happened as of yesterday as of this recording. And I, and I don't know what Jeff and or JP uh, in their recorded segments, if you know what they're recording, what they're talking about. So if this is any repeat, please don't hate me because I have no idea. But there was a Nintendo Direct as of yesterday. And uh, some big stuff was talked about. Some big stuff was shown off. Frank, I assume you've watched it or at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and some friends watched it live. Oh yeah. All right. So, uh, overall, before we get into like some of the nitty gritty, just what would you rate it as a like out of ten? Like, what would you say? Um. Don't say it, your best or worst. Just just give us a number. What would you say? Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe like I try not to be biased because there's a couple things in there that I have very strong reactions to. But overall, probably like a seven or eight out of ten or something like that. Like that. There's been better ones, but it, it was it was definitely a solid direct for me. I think. You know, I agree. I, I give it a seven. Uh, and I think, you know, there are some directs that I come out of and I'm like, oh, my God, that was that was great. And I give it like an instant 10. And then as I dissect it uh, later on, I'm like, you know what? Maybe this was more of an eight or a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just the hype levels were so high. Uh, this one, I feel, is almost the opposite in the sense of like when I finished watching it, I kind of left it like this was a seven. It was a solid. This is some good stuff. And then as I rewatched it, as I digested it, like that actually started to improve. Like, oh, this was there. I forgot this was shown off. Or, oh, this. Mm-hmm. Was so it started to move like to a 7.5 to an eight. Um, and I, I like that. I like seeing it go in the opposite direction. Yeah, it's Something nice like when you don't rather than get your expectations in check, you kind of exceeded what you thought. it. You're like, you know what? That was better. Like, exactly. Nice. So I know. I'm just gonna, I, 
I was going to say, I'm going to run through um, the announcements quickly. I'm going to run through, I'm going to run through a couple of them and then, you know, we'll talk a little bit about those particular announcements. Awesome. Um, that way we can get our, you know, our little opinions in there. Uh, so we started with Monster Hunter Rise, getting a new content, getting Sunbreak, the expansion coming next year. Uh, Mario Party Superstars was shown off again. That's coming October 29th. Voice of Cards, the Isle of Dragon Roars from Square Enix and Yoko Taro. Break my heart, Yoko Taro. Coming out October 28th. There's a demo available already. Uh, Disco Elysium, the final cut, getting a Switch port. The digital version is October 12th. The physical is next year, early. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity gets the second half of their DLC. That's coming October 29th. Uh, Chocobo Racing. Uh, gets a new entry with Chocobo GP that's coming 2022, 2022 and that is exclusive to the Switch. And uh, a l- little tease for the final Smash Brothers character that will be revealed October 5th, uh, which will be the final one. The Sakurai D- uh, Direct is coming, but uh, or Sakurai Presents, but we don't know the character yet. Uh, let's stop there. Frank, what are your thoughts on those things? Oh my god, How, did you... Did, did, uh... Kirby in the Forgotten Land, man. There yet? I'm going oh. in order that things are revealed. Oh, okay. I was like, did did you really just skip over what had me most excited? No, I'm okay. going half. I'm going in order. I'm just want to take it in bite sized chunks. I flipped out about Sunbreak because I'm all about spooky dragons, and it looks like the flagship monster is just a big spooky dragon. And now it makes sense that there was. I feel like I I really loved Rise. It's probably one of the games that I have the most hours in on my switch but still compared to the other ones i feel like it kind of was a little content light and i was expecting more but if they're doing a like iceborne sized expansion for it i'm all for it and sunbreak looks like it looks like they're like they're pulling their their sleeves up for sunbreak and i'm really excited about that yeah uh sunbreak see uh i didn't play rise i played the demo it didn't care me I, I just I can't get into Monster Hunter games. However, Monster Hunter Stories two absolutely oh, love. So good, so absolutely good, so love. good. So like Sunbreak was one of those things where I saw I was like, all right, it's Monster Hunter Rise. Like I'm so happy for all the people that are diehard Monster Hunter fans and Monster Hunter Rise fans, and I hope it's you know meets it meets and exceeds everyone's expectations. For me, it's it's not going to do anything. I mean, if they release it physically, I'll buy it, um, <laughs> but uh, it's not something I plan on playing. Well, at least speaking of stories, too, I bet you we'll get some nice stories to, like, crossover content. Probably. They've been really good about releasing content for stories, too, from what I understand, post-game and stuff. So that's really good to see. Absolutely. Um, Mario Party, I'm already sold on it. I can't wait for the new Mario Party. I think Superstars was honestly, I think it was one of the best mario parties in years you know i feel like we kind of had a little bit of a dark period of mario party games with like the wii and the wii u ones i thought they were okay but they weren't like they didn't have me feeling crazy and super happy about it but like the the switch one i was super into it we were having weekly friends over having some drinks and playing mario party and stuff it was so nice so like i'm the same way the second i saw that i'm like sold let's do it like absolutely uh, Voice of Cards, I think, was was really something that came out of nowhere. At first, I was like, oh, my God, Bait and Kados is coming back. <laughs> like, that's what I thought. I thought. I'm like, oh, yes. Um, but Yoko Taro <laughs> doing a card RPG for, for Square, <clears throat> that just seems really interesting. It could be, you know, go either way. The art looks very much like Bravely, uh, like mm-hmm. the Bravely artist. Um, definitely going to try and check out that demo. 
and and I don't know if it's getting a physical. I know Japan's getting a like a physical, so hopefully we can get an Asian English physical. Otherwise, uh, that's going to make me really sad. Uh, Chugaba Racing that has me more excited than I thought. So pumped! I have this. I love that game. The well, PS One one. So oh, the PS One was was fun, but. This one has Final Fantasy IX characters. Vivi's there. Steiner's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vivi's card is based on Sid. Alexandria's there. Like, like, wait, what? They're they're doing some Final Fantasy IX love in this, and I wonder how many other games will get representation. Obviously, Gilgamesh, who's five, and and so many others. But that that has the potential to be really really big if done well. Sixty four player online tournaments, which is uh, nuts. It could be. It's so. awesome. <laughs> So those are the ones I'm really excited about. And of course, uh, one trend that this direct has is it's a direct that announces other directs. Um, yeah, I'm so weird about that. Soon. I'm like, and, and the Smash Brothers is one of those things. Uh, I, I'll say this: I don't know what character is coming out, but I'm, I'll tell you this: the internet is going to be collectively happy and upset on oh, the yeah. same day because no matter what character it is, there's going to be people that are going to be super excited. There's also going to be people who are super bummed and they can't use the excuse of, oh, we still have X amount of fighters left. Mm-hmm. So this is their final chance to get your dream character in there. All the people like, oh, give me Shrek and Goku will be totally disappointed. Master and all the Chief, people, baby. It could happen. <laughs> who knows? But, but uh, we'll find be an out. Anime sword fighter. We all know it. I hope so. Another fire emblem character. I love anime sword fighters. I'm sorry. Me too. I, I, Same. Um, give me a tales of rap, even though that won't happen because Bandai Namco just had a had a character representation with Tekken. Uh, but but yeah, you know, I'll I'll take that. I don't care as long as the character is fun to play. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Exactly. I'm like, if I don't care if I know them or love them, as long as they're fun to play, uh, add, uh, count me in. I'm all about it. Exactly. So <laughs> there we we wound up going to the next thing, which you yelled at me for not talking about, which is Kirby and the Forgotten Land, a brand new <laughs> 3D Kirby game. Uh, we got another direct announcement with Animal Crossing New Horizons having a direct coming in October, and they teased uh, teased the uh, finally the cafe inside the museum, the Roost, uh, with Brewster. Um, there's also the update now for Mario Golf Super Rush, which came out yesterday uh, with Koopa Troopa Ninji as playable characters, as well as two new courses. Uh, would never expect this coming from the 3DS. Uh, Disney's Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition <laughs> It's coming uh, out. Uh, another 3DS port that I don't think anyone asked for. Uh, however, this, is, I believe, is the very last time that the original Scrooge McDonald. Uh, uh, voiced his or Scrooge McDuck, I mean, vo- voiced the character before he mm-hmm. died. So, uh, you know, that iconic DuckTales Scrooge, uh, his last appearance, I believe, is this game. So, bittersweet there. Uh, well, Starlight is getting a definitive version kind of deal, especially considering that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic Star Wars is getting a uh, a port to the Switch from Aspire. Uh, they're just doing a remake on PS5, but Switch, we're getting the original, which is fine. Uh, Dying Light 2 is getting a cloud version along with Dying Light Pre- uh, Platinum Edition, uh, which is not going to be a cloud version. That's coming out October 19th. Uh, Project Triangle Strategy has been renamed to no surprise ever to anyone as Triangle Strategy. Uh, is coming out March 4th. 
2022. And then once again, they showed another trailer for Metroid Dread. I don't think that was needed, but that game, of course, is launching in just two weeks as of the time of this recording on October 8th. What about this segment? Frank, now you can talk about your Kirby. Oh my god, I literally flipped shit. Like, I feel like I'm one of the people... Like, I I played so much of the last Kirby, the last Switch one. Like, oh, with friends, I was always bringing friends over and playing. Like, I, I, I love Kirby. Like, I... And seeing, a, like, a 3D, like, a Mario 64 version of Kirby, I'm so excited. And plus, you know, obviously... When you're as into Kirby as I am, you know, of some of the strange deep lore. So seeing something that is like post-apocalyptic just gets my fucking gears going. Like, I am so excited for just it in concept. I think the combat is looking like a lot of fun. The movement's looking great. The environments are interesting. And I can't wait for the inevitable horrifying monster final boss that I can unlock. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, powers too, of course. I'm always excited for more powers. Like I love seeing the Kirby team coming up with fun and inventive ways to to translate an idea into a power for Kirby or to elaborate on some of his previous powers. There's such a library of one-off powers that were a lot of fun in the Kirby games throughout the years. So every time there's a new one, I'm always like, "Come on, give me some of that crazy stuff!" Like. I, I've always been a fan of UFO, so as long as I get yeah. UFO, oh. I'll be happy. <laughs> UFO in a, in a fully explorable 3D environment? Absolutely, yes, please, Barry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just high. Ooh, just and the thing, because if we're doing, like, collect-a-thon and stuff with Kirby being able to fly, we are going to have so many fun areas to be able to explore and look for things. And just, oh, that, that was one... I was I it was not on my list of things that were coming on this direct and just to see that pink little puffball again it just brought my heart joy like that's I, actually something did they even show in the trailer him flying I don't think they did just know. jumping <laughs> they're like we're still working on that <laughs> so I don't know uh they did show the copy powers which are nice I don't know if they're going to be streamlined though they might they might because it's 3D for the first time they might say like oh we're only going to do like 8 copy powers and that's true yeah because they showed, they showed sword it was sword cutter fire or fireball uh needle and ice were the needle ones that were was looking good that yeah. was the best i've ever seen needle look the fact that you could katamari with it like i was like yo that's cool and and unlock hidden areas because it showed them like breaking a wall in mm -hmm, the trailer. Mm -hmm. oh yeah and i i especially like one of my favorite kirby's is just dreamland too which is like oh. one of the kings of just secret areas and, and, and power specific paths and stuff like that. It lent itself to so much uh, replayability as well as so many opportunities to reward a player's knowledge because all of the different blocks had like a different visual tell and stuff like that. So like you as the player were rewarded for being like, I know what that is and I know what I need to get rather than just seeing a wall and being like, I need to get past that and I need to figure out how you already know how. So like, I love when Kirby does good, like, hidden stuff and extra stuff that I can do that rewards me for doing it. Now, here's a question. Especially talking about Dreamland 2, which is one of my favorite uh, Kirby games. Do you think in this brand new, first time ever fully 3D, explorable Kirby world, we're going to get the Animal Buddies? I don't, but I wish. <laughs> I may Maybe in the sequel, because I love Animal Buddies, but, like... 
I, I think I'm still thinking back to what you said about like the copy powers and like how many they would be. I, I do think that with this new idea and stuff, I think they might try to be a little bit conservative, which for Kirby is still a little excessive. But <laughs> I, I think Animal Friends, maybe maybe like they might do like a little area or two, kind of like how um, like Mario Odyssey had the stuff on the, the big Plessy dude and stuff like yep. that. They might have a couple things like that, but I don't think that the animal buddies will be incorporated into the general open world ish stuff. You know, I agree with you and I don't want to. <laughs> I know, exactly. I like there. I said, I was like, I, I would want nothing more than to fly around with the owl throwing boomerangs with cutter. Coo. But coo. coo. Not the owl. It's coo. You're right. You're right. They do all have wonderful names. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kirby is definitely I'm super hyped for that as well. Uh, as for the other stuff, uh, I'm not a Mario Golf fan, but I'm that that's an awesome update for everyone who does Mario Golf. Uh, KOTOR was one of my favorite Star Wars games, like so many other people. And I think this is great for those that never had a chance to play it. Um, if the remake wasn't announced, I'd probably go back and replay this version with the remake. I'm kind of want to hold off and mm-hmm. see what the remake does. But if you don't have one of those other systems or you've never played it before, playing KOTOR on the go, I think is great. Dying Light's never my game, and it's always interesting to see new cloud versions. Uh, Triangle Strategy, I played the demo, didn't like the demo. I'm not a big strategy role-playing fan, but I know a ton of people are. I know it looks great. And I'm very happy for for all of, you know everyone who wants to play that game. Uh, it it does look awesome. And uh, Metroid Dread, I'm already sold. I mean, we don't really. Yeah, I was failures. sold a long time ago. <laughs> Instantly, I was sold when Metroid Dread was still back in the early 2000s. When we were yeah, working. right. Exactly <laughs> when we saw that old screenshot, I was sold then. <laughs> Project Dread. Uh, all right, so moving on, uh, we did a little Nintendo Switch Online. We talked about the Switch Online just earlier with the Super Nintendo app. Well, now it's getting an expansion pack. We don't know the price. Uh, they're going to tell us that next month, and it launches next month in October. Uh, but we are getting Nintendo 64 games, and we are getting Sega Genesis games, as well as a Genesis 3-button controller for us, a 6-button controller for Japan, and an N64 wireless controller to be used for the Switch. Keep in mind, these controllers can be used in other games as well. Uh, let's briefly just talk about the online uh, before moving on. What are your thoughts on the expansion pack? It's cool, I guess. I'm not a 64 guy. I'm sure they can fit all the actual good games on 64 on that. Um, if they put Mystical Ninja Star and Goemon on it, I will buy it just so I can play that game. Huh? Goemon's Great Adventure. I do. I, I, I love Goemon's Great Adventure, but Mystical Ninja is definitely a little bit more my jam. Um, I, I they, they have the best Sega Genesis game on there, which is Gunstar Heroes, so I'm ec- ecstatic to see Genesis coming out and i was not expecting that the 64 i think we were all had an idea that that was coming but the genesis i was like oh shit look it's a portable version of sonic mega collection um (laughs) yeah actually when he said one more thing i was expecting game boy like oh we're getting that's what i was took the words out of my mouth that i was gonna (laughs) say I, i i was really gunning for like some game boy game boy color stuff um i i would love to see those on a really nice display and with all the stuff that comes with the Switch online, I think it would have been really cool. And then they could have done Pokemon uh, Red and Blue with online. But 
Maybe that's in the future, though, you know? Be in the future. Uh, yeah. So, to quickly, the launch lineup games, uh, for those listening that maybe you haven't seen it, for the 64, we've got Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis, Winback, Yoshi Story, and then the Japanese version of Sin and Punishment, because we never got that here. I am With pretty the- pumped about that, though. Uh, I, the, the Sin and Punishment, I, I played the like Wii one, and I really liked it, and I've never played that. So actually, I, I probably will end up, and my girlfriend really likes the 64, so I probably will end up getting the expansion pack, but the Sin and Punishment is definitely the one that interests me the most out of the 64 lineup. Uh, well, see, for me... Uh, Sin and Punishment, I played on the Wii as well because it was the first time we got to play it. And I enjoyed it, but I never beat it because I always felt it was very awkward with the Wii Pro controller. Mm-hmm. Like it was just awkward because it was designed for the 64 controller. So yeah. to be able to play it with the 64 controller now has me very excited. Uh, and I, I did grow up with, you know, well, I was high school with the 64. So I absolutely loved the 64, all these games. Mm-hmm. Even Winback. I, I got Winback. Winback was my jam. I loved Winback. Um, mm-hmm. Such a good game. Uh, speaking of 64, though, we do have some upcoming games uh, that were teased. The biggest one that was a shocker was Banjo Kazooie, uh, since that is a rare game owned now by Microsoft. Uh, Pokemon Snap. Majora's Mask, Kirby 64, Mario Golf, Paper Mario, and F-Zero X are all teased and confirmed to be coming up. The Genesis lineup, I think the Genesis lineup is like rock star solid. It's fucking stacked. It's it stacked. Like, Sonic 2, which you could already play on the system, and is coming also in that, that big collection, the, the Origins collection that's coming out. Uh, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Sweet Hardcore, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bee Machine, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, <laughs> Fantasy Star 4, Ristar, Shining Force, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master, and finally Strider. What a lineup. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, especially like Gunstar Heroes, Musha, and Fantasy Star 4, like Soul. Like everything else, and, and Castlevania too. I love Bloodlines. Eric Lacard is an awesome character to play as. Um, it, it that was definitely between those two. The Sega lineup was the one that made me and the rest of my buddies be like, "Whoa, that is that is like you said, it's stacked. That is a heavy hitting lineup of games right there." <laughs> The only thing I would love to see them do uh, Mega Man Wily Wars. <laughs> I would too. Agreed. That would be great. But it's interesting. I've actually never played that, so I would love it, to. It was only released here on the Sega Channel and then the Sega Genesis Mini officially. Yep. So it would be nice to see that here. Oh, um, shit, I have a Sega Genesis Mini. I didn't know it was on that. It's <laughs> okay. it's fit, the only official release uh, that's that's a physical in a sense is the Sega Genesis Mini. <laughs> so you can't play Maybe I'll play that today, then. <laughs> um, that's a surprise. The, uh, what's interesting about this is when the Nintendo was slowly adding, and they're still adding you know, NES and SNES games, a lot of people like ho-hum with some of the titles. Uh, some of the titles they put out, like Fire and Ice, uh, people are like, ho-hum, I don't care. They, don't, they may not realize that's an expensive NES cart. Uh, Musha is one of the most expensive Genesis games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. To see that here, and it gives you were talking about Demon's Crest earlier. How you don't want to spend two hundred dollars in a cart; you can at least enjoy the game. You don't want to spend the extreme amount of money. Musha's probably close to a grand, if not more, uh, CIB. To to play it here is awesome because now you get to enjoy that game, uh, which which is I'll never shy away from letting more people have access to these games. Uh, but yeah, that's the uh, lineup. I'm hoping the price is five to ten dollars. 
I think anything more than twenty dollars for the expansion pack might turn people away. I hope there's some other things like increased internet stability and online stability with games um that would absolutely make it worth paying the extra upgrade as well i just don't want to see the nes and the snes uh fall behind like oh we're only going to do one game every three months like you could do more than one game every three months mm-hmm. uh, more on the plate obviously is hard for nintendo to do but we'll, we guess we'll see um uh, what they do but moving on, let's we we did some Nintendo Switch online. Uh, we got some compilations. Uh, we got the Shadowrun oh, show yes. showing off, uh, which which uh, is coming soon. We got the Castlevania Advance Collection, which is the three GBA games plus Dracula X, and that's released today. That's on all systems, but that is there. When we got Act Razor Renaissance, an HD remaster and or remake for the Switch of the Super Nintendo Classic. Where you can toggle between the new and the old remake, the old uh, original, uh, at least the music, which is fantastic. That, that launched today. Uh, no physical as of, of, of this time that I'm aware of. Uh, Delta Rune Chapter 2, which we knew was released for free elsewhere, is coming to the Switch and is free as well, which is fantastic. Uh, let's just talk about that because next we get to the final announcements. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, that, I mean, the, um, oh, I just totally blanked for a second there. Um, I definitely, some of that stuff had me feeling pretty pumped. Um, I'm a huge fan of Castlevania, um, and being able to strong arm more people into playing Circle of the Moon is always a plus to me. I'll be like, look, you can actually see it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all know Aria Sara is the best one on that. Oh, it is, but I feel like, I feel like, um, Circle of the Moon kind of sits squarely in between feeling a little bit more like an original Castlevania while still doing the whole Metroidvania thing. Um, I, I love how you have to commit to your movements a little bit more in Circle of the Moon. I love the card system. And I think that Circle of the Moon has some of the best like post-game, like alternate game modes in the whole series as well. Um, it's definitely one of the, I feel like that's a very underappreciated one in this. I even, I mean, I think Harmony of Dissonance with its two, being able to dash left or right is huge. I love the combat in that game because it's so much faster with that freedom to do that. Um, I didn't, and didn't we see, isn't Play Asia doing a Asian American, English physical for that too? Uh, are they that? I did not see. I think that's, I think it got leaked. The, the 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 collection got leaked a couple days before by a um, PlayAsia listing, so I think that's how that's going to happen. PlayAsia also lists things that don't always come out. So well, that could be that too. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> now, what do you feel? I mean, obviously, when I heard about the Advanced Collection, my original thoughts were that the three GBA games for sure. But to throw in the Super Nintendo, another Super Nintendo talk here, uh, Dracula X, which, of course, many people feel is the inferior to Rondo of Blood, the original. Um, What do you feel about that as a bonus inclusion? It's cool, but, I mean, hopefully it just makes people go play fucking Rondo, because I'm in that camp, too. Like, I own Dracula X and yada, 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 but, like, it's one of those ones. I'm like, cool, thanks for the bonus. That's basically how I'm like, that's a nice add-on, you know? No one was buying it for that, but they didn't have to put it in there either. So it's nice if someone gets tired of doing the Metroidvania stuff and they want to do a little bit more classic Castlevania action at the same time. It's nice that they included that in there. 
I just yeah. feel like Nintendo's really trying to fucking push Dracula X on us. They're like, what do you mean, Rondo of Blood? That doesn't exist here. Play Dracula X. Here, we'll give well, it to you for free. Well, first off, I don't think I don't think this has anything to do with Nintendo since this is on all systems. This That's what, yeah. Um, <laughs> more, more making a joke. <laughs> I, you know what it is? There's the Castlevania Symphony of Night and Rondo of Blood collection that's on PS4. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, Sony owns the rights to the English translation for Rondo of Blood. So that's why that oh, it's one of those situations on on PlayStation. It's not on any other system. Mm -hmm. So I think because of that, Konami would have to retranslate it and repay. And Konami, come on, they don't want to spend money. So I think this is their way of saying, well, because we can't bring this to other systems, well, we have the rights to Dracula X because that was translated here. We'll at least include that so everybody can play at least something. And they'll throw it in as a bonus. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, as a bonus, I'm like, awesome, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I definitely think it's a nice bonus. But for me, Aria of Sorrow is fantastic. And I, I love I really Aria, yeah. I hope they figure out a way to do the DS games then, because that's a great trilogy. And, you know, they could probably throw Mirror of Fate in as a bonus from the 3DS and, and do another collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shadowrun, I never played. Uh, ActRaiser. Uh, loved it on the SNES. Uh, really interested to see how this plays on uh, this new version. And while well, I not on my bingo sheet, tale. that was not on my bingo yeah, sheet. When I when I heard that music, I was like, "What? Are you fucking kidding me?" Like <laughs> Super Nintendo. Like a lot of Super Nintendo love this September. Always uh, down with it. And then Toby Fox, you know, Undertale was okay. I think it was hyped up too much for me. Uh, I haven't tried Delta Room, but I'm glad that. Chapter two is available for free and, and people get to enjoy it. I actually uh, prefer Delta Rune myself. So then you get to enjoy chapter two. Oh, yeah. Uh, so going into the final stretch, we've had Shigeru Miyamoto show up talking about the Mario movie, which is coming holiday 2022, with a specific date for North America as December 21st, 2022. He revealed the cast of the movie. He revealed. Chris Pratt will be Mario. He revealed Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach. Charlie Day will be Luigi. Jack Black as Bowser. Keegan-Michael Kay will be Toad. And Seth Rogen will be Donkey Kong. With Charles Martinet being the the voice of Mario, of course. We'll have a bunch of surprise uh, voices. And we don't know who... Um, he will be um but we're interested to see and then they also kind of did a little bit of a tease after with a few other um people i'm just trying to bring that up which had uh cranky kong uh which is nice to see i'm, I'm happy to see cranky kong uh show up in the movie uh kamek uh so cranky kong is going to be fred uh, armison Kamek is Kevin uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, and for me the biggest surprise, Foreman Spike from Wrecking Crew will be Sebastian <laughs> and Scalco. Um, did not expect to see Wrecking Crew re- even referenced in this movie. Uh, I think that's fantastic. Um, what are your thoughts on this casting? Because I know a lot of people online are talking it like a meme movie, and you know. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. When we started Super Mario RPG last night, I named Mario Star Lord. So um, <laughs> it's actually the one casting that I'm the most like okay, weird about. But uh, honestly, I think it's going to be a great time. Um, I didn't know that was from Wrecking Crew. I thought it looked like someone from like. Uh, 
what what the hell is a uh, balloon fight? And I was like, is there a balloon fight going to be in this game? No, so no, now I, I know. The wrecking crew Foreman Spike was Mario's boss because Mario's in wrecking okay. Because mm-hmm. do you remember Mario had other jobs? He was a you know carpenter at first with Donkey Kong, and that's where Wrecking Crew kind of comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, construction worker in that sense. So it's really interesting that they're pulling from Mario's the, the greater history. Mario lore. Yeah, yeah. That, it's cool. It's one of those things that you're like, I feel like this is indicative of of a lot of attention to detail from the uh, the filmmakers and stuff like that. If they're including something as obscure as that, it makes me feel a little bit better about how much these people know about Mario and the, the like I said, the greater Mario lore. Um, especially, I, th- I think Jack Black as Bowser, I think he's going to have such a good time with that. Um, th- that's great. I, I can't wait to hear Donkey Kong go... <laughs> <laughs> Um, will, will Donkey Kong be smoking a joint in the movie? <laughs> well, we, we, canonically, Donkey Kong smoked weed now, so at least we all know that. <laughs> um, I, I think it's 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 gonna. It just it looks like it's gonna be a movie that's a good fun time. Like if we want to like break down and be like, yeah, maybe there was better people for specific roles or something like that. But it's it's gonna be a fun kids movie. And there's going to be a lot of stuff for us people who grew up with these characters. I think there's going to be a lot of nods, a lot of references, and it's going to be great to see these characters that we all hold so dear live on the big screen. I think I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, this movie's terrible. Oh, this casting's terrible. And I'm a, I'm on the camp of I reserve my judgment until I see it in action. Because mm-hmm. I remember back, you know, in the late 80s when – you know, a, a big movie based on a very big character named <laughs> Batman was was announced and and the casting was announced and everyone was like, oh, my God, Mr. Mom is Batman. No, that's going to be terrible. And then it came out and it was like, wow, Michael Keaton nailed it. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, that was awesome. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of it is you have to see it in action and you're welcome to make your, your quick judgment. You're welcome to say, you know what, I'm not going to see it because Charles Marnay is not going to be voicing Mario. And, and you know what? If that's it, then don't go see the Mario movie. That's it. Yeah. Just don't go see it. Um, that's fine. Wait. But at least it, I feel it's best to see it in action. Wait wait for a trailer and then decide, oh, yeah, now I'm definitely going to go see the Mario movie. Or, you know what? Maybe if my friend buys me a ticket, we'll go at a good time. Or, uh, you know, I'll just wait until the Blu-ray or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's my take. I'm, I'm holding reserve judgment. I think this could be fantastic or this could be a dumpster fire. Um, mm-hmm. So it can go either way. But I'm certainly intrigued. Uh, finally, they ended with two last things. Uh, Splatoon 3 uh, got a showing uh, with a brand new trailer. And the single player title, uh, single player version of the game will be called Return of the Mammalians. Uh, as well as obviously the online stuff. And then the final tease was a real good fake out. Because I was shouting Astral Chain 2. And me too! Me too! Astral me too! And then which time happened and Bayonetta 3 shows up finally with the very, very tongue-in-cheek, on-the-nose reference about I'm being late to the party, but I've got, like, the goods with the wink. And it was like, oh, yeah, they know what I they're the doing. Braids. I oh, love the, the braids. I love the braids. She has so much drip. And, like, I like the Bayonetta 2, um, Bayonetta, but, like, I don't know. This one was when I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, that that was I was out of my group. I was the one who stood up and started yelling about that. I love character action games. I love Bayonetta. And to know that it's finally got a date, it's finally on its way and it's finally has it's far along enough to show us some gameplay and stuff. Just it got me so hype. Um, I actually got kind of faked out and it's my own fault. The beginning of the Splatoon 3 trailer for like three seconds almost looks like an F-Zero track. And I started freaking freaking out. Like um, Music for me was instantly this is Splatoon. I don't play Splatoon. So for me, I was just like I saw the rail and I was like, <gasps> and then I was like, oh, it's Splatoon. And like, <laughs> I, I, I'm happy that a lot of people love Splatoon and stuff. And I actually am a little bit I intend to at some point play the single player stuff from two. But um Splatoon for me is just one of those things. And I'm like, I'm glad it's there for people who like it, but I don't really have too much going for it. But like, I think the, the visual stuff, we were joking, we were like Splatoon directed by Yoko Taro. Um, <laughs> I really like the direction that they're going with just the, the advertising and what I can assume. I can assume that the, the story and tone and stuff is going to be something similar for the single player stuff. But I'm, I'm all for more attempts to get me invested in the franchise because I think it's very cool. I, I think the visual style of it's great and stuff like that, but just the general, the focus of the game is just something that I don't really have an interest in doing on the Switch. Um, so I'm excited to see a more, an even more focused single player thing come out of Splatoon 3 so that maybe I can get a little bit more into it because I have Splatoon 2 somewhere, I think, um, somewhere. <laughs> See, I, I'm I'm in the same camp. I, I played through Splatoon 1. I enjoyed the single player. And I played some online. I enjoyed it. But I never really, like, gripped me. And then mm -hmm. Splatoon 2 came out, and I got it, and I just never played it. And the single player looks cool. The the expansion pass looked cool. But I just never got into it. I never even opened it up to play. And, uh, you know, now this, I'm happy for all the Splatoon fans. There's a lot of them out there. Um, maybe I'll play it down the road. There's there's other things that are gripping my attention more mm -hmm. than that. I do know in the Japanese direct, the Breath of the Wild and Splatoon 2 were both announced as definitive editions, including the expansion passes for both games. I don't know if those are codes or if it's going to be on the cart. Uh, if they do re release it, which I think is smart at this point to re-release these games, Splatoon 2 with the DLC on the cart and, and Breath of the Wild, same thing. And all their things, Smash, I would love to see a Smash all on cart. We yeah. we have to be getting a splash super ultimate at some point. Like that that will just print even more money and I'll buy it. I'll buy it again just to make sure I can always have all the DLC characters. Like it, it, there's definitely I definitely think that kind of stuff is coming. I actually didn't know that about the definitive editions of Splatoon 2 and Breath of the Wild. So yeah. I think that's very cool. I really hope it's not a code in a box with that with the expansion passes. I really they did hope it for they Pokemon go. Sword and Shield with the expansion back. It's all on the card. So there's a really, uh, yep. yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sword and Shield have all on card uh, versions, which are the definitive version. Fingers crossed on that. Then that's good news, though. I'm happy to see them doing kind of stuff like that. Especially the more we that Nintendo actually is like, okay, we'll do DLC. You twisted our arm. <laughs> yeah, I definitely exactly. want to be able to Nintendo. Please let me buy your game for full price twice. I don't think this is asking too much. They could do it with so many of the games. Mario Tennis with all the the DLC. Mario Golf mm -hmm. now. Hyrule Warriors. Uh, the you know definitive edition has everything, but Age of Calamity. They could do it. They could they could do it with so many of their re-release titles. I always I hope they do like a, a Nintendo Selects 
Like, here's the definitive versions of Nintendo Selects. That'd be really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Bayonetta 3, a game I'm I'm super hyped for. I love the first two games. I love her new look. I was not a fan of the look in 2. I preferred the the one's look. Uh, But I really like this. Um, this, I've seen some fan theories that this might be Cereza grown up, as opposed to the standard Bayonetta. Um, Maybe, maybe not, based on the looks. I guess we'll see. Uh, I want to know, is... Astro, are like are Astro Chain and Bayonetta in the same universe now? <laughs> like, do they coexist? Because Astro right. Chain was like all on one island, and this, you know, I, I don't know. I'm really interested to see. But but that was the direct. Uh, in a nutshell, it was 40 minutes. Uh, it said it was kaiju. That sounds awesome. Yeah, the kaiju Bayonetta. fights. Like I, I saw that and I was like, really? Like, yeah, this feels like a natural thing for the series. That eventually, it's like, why don't we let the players do fun stuff with the giant hair beasts? <laughs> Like, I saw that. I'm like, you know what? I didn't think of that. Like, let me control those on its own. But, yeah, sign me up because I enjoyed in Devil May Cry 5 V's gameplay, which is yes. something that I assume is going to. Yeah, yeah. It was so it was so fun to stand back and control your things to do all this cool stuff and then finish it off yourself. And, like, I'm sure we're going to get something similar to that. So, for me, that was definitely I was like, this is a highlight. I'm looking forward to the kaiju combat section of this. It's funny you mentioned V's combat because the uh, the end of the Band of the Three trailer had a tease, and a lot of people are calling that person that was there Virgil. Yeah, that we all we all were like, it's Virgil. <laughs> so I don't know if that that is actually going to be Virgil. I think that would be some really weird crossover They're stuff. All there. in the same universe: oh, Astral see. Chain, Devil May Cry, Bayonetta vanquish fuck it right <laughs> uh, don't don't forget about mad world yeah the platinum Anarchy extended Rain. universe if if they would give me one level where i can play as bayonetta in a mad world-esque visual style sold like <laughs> well they kind of did mad world sequel anarchy reign did have bayonetta as a playable character oh yeah so you kind of got your wish already <laughs> But yeah, so that was the Nintendo Direct. Uh, so hopefully all of you enjoyed it as well. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. Give us a, you know, let us know in, in the Premium Edition Games Discord. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, Anchor, let us know with a uh, voice clip. But definitely uh, we want to hear from you and how well you liked or did not like uh, the Direct. Uh, so I think that brings us to the end of our segment. Uh, you know, Frank, uh, why don't you uh, let everybody know where they can find you on the internet if they want to know more about uh, you and Super RPG Friends? Absolutely. Uh, me, myself, my tag pretty much everywhere is WoodmanFLG. Yes, like I said, big on Mega Man. Um, the, the show that I do once a week is called Super RPG Friends. That's our at. Um, if you want all of our links, it's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Super RPG Friends. That'll bring you to a list of all of our links, Discord, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. Um, every Thursday at 8 p.m. EST, we get together to continue whatever game that we're currently doing on the show. So if you guys like RPGs or you like fun uh, analytical takes and theorizing and, and things like that on older games... Be sure to check us out. I'd love to have you guys there. Let me know that you guys are from the uh, PEG family or the people watching this. I'd love to hear it. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much where you can find me and the fun stuff I'm doing. Oh, and I write on Monster Vine. So. Don't, don't forget about your social media accounts of the 
premium edition games. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> uh, and you could find me, of course, on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You could find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. You can find me in the premium edition games Discord for all your needs. And if you have any questions or concerns, you could find me in the premium edition support email uh, where I will do my best to assist and aid you. Thank you, everybody, for listening thus far. And uh, until next time, have a good one. Heck yeah. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you.